0: Game Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number fifty-eight. Uh, here with me today are Paul Franz and Michael Gray and newcomers Anna Bernarski and Joseph Martin. Today we're going to talk about the top ten video games of twenty twelve. Everyone introduce yourselves.
1: Hello
2: everyone, I'm Paul Franz and I'm Game Cola's editor in chief.
1: I'm Michael Gray, I'm the author of Inside the Guide and Fabricated News, which I have not written in several months. Years. <laughs> months. Are you sure? I, uh, you know, I wrote about it, um, I did the one about Zynga games.
2: Okay, yeah, you're right, yeah, you you, you probably did a few right before the uh, switch over to gaming outside the mainstream, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and then yeah. now we need to get rid of the news thing, because nobody updates the news. <laughs> hey, I wrote about the new, I wrote about Phoenix Wright 5.
2: No, I, I, I keep uh, meaning to update it more with, you know, just under-the-radar trailers and stuff like that, I I just haven't. I, I think the new section has a purpose. It's just, we're just trying to find it. Um, newbies, introduce yourselves. Thank you, Paul. <laughs>
3: um, I'm Anna Bernerski. I've done one review. Yay!
4: I'm Joseph Martin. I've done one and a half reviews.
3: Oh,
4: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I get it. I, know, I don't that- get it.
1: <laughs> oh, is that the game you wrote? Yeah. yeah he, he reviewed
2: Lion
4: King 1 And, a, and,
2: a half. and I'm also in the well, middle well.
4: of writing another one. Oh. And so it works in two ways. Yes. Or perhaps okay. two and a half ways. Whoa. Yeah,
2: I, I, wait, I saw that he stole my spot in a YouTube video recently.
4: Ooh. He
1: did. He is yeah. my new sidekick for what, bad... What? Uh, <laughs> Why did I lose my sidekick rights? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh. This, this, are, you, are you just upset because I didn't want to do ghost
2: trick with you? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's why. I... I thought so.
0: Well, should, should we perhaps talk about uh, the top ten games of 2012 that none of us played?
1: Yay!
0: That
2: is, that is the topic of discussion today. Uh, as last year, I have our list of Game Cola's top ten games of 2012 as compiled during our year-end awards. I uh, just basically just counted all the votes for the game of the year and picked the... Uh, Top ten vote getters, as it were. Um, so I, I did actually have a quick question for us before we start talking about this. Has anyone on this call
0: played a video game played any year.
2: Games from, Yeah. <laughs> played any games from twenty twelve? Yes. Okay,
4: good. Two.
3: Yes. Two. One of them.
4: At the time at the time that you made the list, it was one. But since it became twenty thirteen, I've played another okay okay this is good i uh, hopefully- i have
1: played 13 games uh, that came out in 2012 oh. i am the winner
4: because
0: <laughs> yeah, as you might have heard in a previous podcast i have in fact played uh borderlands 2 i have played a modern big title game uh in 2012 it's a major feat for me
1: so actually make that 14 out. i forgot about my little pony friendship is magic
0: yeah.
1: yeah all right uh so should we just launch into this
0: uh, sure. Are we starting with number 10?
1: Yes, we
2: are starting with number 10. Um, this is a game that I'm 100% sure that nobody but me and Lizzo played, so... Off to do a good start. Number 10 game of 2012 is Deponia.
0: I remember you talking about it. I don't... I haven't played it, so...
2: Uh, it's a point-click adventure... It is a point-click adventure yeah. game uh, from a company called Datalic, uh, makers of The Whispered World, Edna and Harvey. Uh, oh. About
1: Ooh, Edna and Harvey was
2: horrible. Oh. I
1: played that game though.
2: Whispered World was awesome, and Deponia is even awesomer. Uh, you play as a, a kid living in a world that is made out of garbage. Um, I guess kind of a Wally situation, except the world isn't just little cleaning robots running around. There's actual people living on here, and. Quite frankly, I voted it for as my number one choice of the year, uh, because I think not only is it the best point-and-click adventure game since LucasArts Games, I think it ranks up there, like, you could include it with those games, Uh, and I don't think I've said that about an adventure game uh, since 1996, so... Uh, high praise.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, great story. Uh, I was actually laughing uh, throughout the entire game, not just at a couple jokes. Uh, humor that, unlike basically every point-and-click adventure game coming out of Europe right now, wasn't just based on pop culture references. Like They yeah. actually had to be funny in and of themselves, which, which was very refreshing. Fish uh, files? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a review up. Uh, actually, it'll probably be up as you're listening to this, so you probably are, have already heard all this. But uh, if you're going to play any adventure game ever, uh, a comedic point and click adventure game, I should say. Uh, play this one.
1: You know, that's interesting because the other games by this company, I would say um, Edna and Harvey's the one I played, which I didn't like, and the other game they made, A New Be- Beginning Final Cut, which Nicola reviewed recently, were all horribly translated. So was <laughs> Deponia actually, you know, translated this time? I, would I say- mean. I would say it still
2: had some translation issues, not nearly. I played New Beginning also, and it was nowhere near on that level. Um, but I think what also helped was, uh, particularly, the main voice actor was just really, really good. Like, he was good to the point where even if a uh, line was translated awkwardly, like, he made it sound natural. <laughs> Um, there were also a few issues, and again, I mentioned this in my review, so I shouldn't uh, talk too much about it, but there were a few parts where it seemed as though German idioms were just kind of translated literally, <laughs> instead of uh, actually localized, so that that made for some very confusing lines of dialogue, but all in all, just a, a fantastic little adventure game. And the sequel's out now, too. Hoping to play that soon.
1: So a lot of David Hasselhoff references, that's what oh, you're saying. Oh, it's... You pretty much... It's actually you star
2: as David Hasselhoff. <laughs> this weird oh. post-apocalyptic world <laughs> where, you know, it's just you David Hasselhoff David runs Huff. everywhere. It's, it's crazy.
0: Are you lying on the floor eating pizza? I,
2: I'm, I I gotta say, this game really had me hooked on a
1: feeling.
0: <laughs> so, should we move on to number nine?
1: Sure. Okay, well, I have the game I want to talk about, um... Mystery Case Files Shadow Lake, which is an FMV game oh, nice. starring Pia Thompson. What? Bea Thompson. What's her from from Back to the Future? Oh, is she
3: the original one or the second one for Back to the Future? No, she is. She
1: plays uh, Lorraine mother yeah, Oh,
3: okay, okay. So she
1: plays the mother. Okay. So she has been in all Back to the Future movies.
3: I wanted to watch those last night, but it was one o'clock in the morning, and I had to go to school today.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, technically, that's not last night. That was this Sorry,
2: morning. Sorry, this
3: morning. Sorry.
2: So, Jetty, Jetty, what's number nine on the list?
3: Number nine
0: is Persona Four Golden. Never played it.
2: I, I actually, I own this game. Um, a friend got it for well, me. Time for, for Christmas number eight on the Vita. But I don't have a Vita, so. Uh, wh- uh,
0: what? So you own it, but you can't play it?
2: I can't play it now. Oh. I actually own two Vita games now.
3: <laughs> Yay, now you can never play them. <laughs> Who got ever. Them it's, like,
2: it's like the opposite of my 3DS situation from all last year, Yes,
0: where you had the 3DS and no games. Yes.
1: Okay, game number eight, Mass Effect 3.
0: Where's um, Michael Ridgway when you did him?
1: Oh, he pl- is that the game with the ending that people didn't like? Yeah. Yes. They 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 more than didn't like this ending. They
2: were <laughs> It ruined the entire franchise for them. For some reason.
1: Well, just because the main character was secretly a llama, it doesn't mean the series is over.
2: I think I think people would have preferred that, to be honest.
0: Just because the ending was, that's the true meaning of friendship. <laughs>
1: The meaning of friendship is to punch people in the face. It's like, okay, then... I disagree with that ending, but it doesn't destroy the series forever.
2: What I thought was really out of place was the PSA at the ending where they told us all not to do drugs. Like, Sonic was there, and I I just, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with that kind of crossover. I mean, this is a serious game.
0: Was this the uh, cartoon All-Stars anti-drug thing?
2: I've watched that before, that was crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, whoa, stop the podcast. PSA. <laughs> Did you just
1: say that?
3: Yes, I, I did. Think,
1: I think the problem here is that you did not see all those cartoon characters in their respective shows. Because I remember no, I've watching seen most that. of
3: them in their respective shows. That that one thing though, that was not good. <laughs> the only thing
2: keeping me from smoking drugs to this day <laughs> was Michelangelo and the Smurfs coming together to tell me, "How dare you? You're off the staff. That's it."
0: So. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk more about whatever stupid game it was?
1: No. no, no, no. Let's talk about the uh drug thing, because I had no idea who the Smurfs were, and they start out that, you know, show with the Smurfs, really? which drove me crazy.
0: You didn't know the Smurfs?
1: No, and they, they, like, built, like, a Smurf chain to climb up to the book so they could jump into the book. Yeah. And then... Alf, yeah, I'd never seen Alf either, so they really really started off with obscure characters. They weren't obscure, they they were
0: wildly popular at the time. I'd seen those characters before.
1: Uh, Okay. I
0: mean, the Smurfs were a little old, but they were still getting replayed. Uh,
1: The Smurfs were extremely old. Weren't they canceled for, like, over 20 years at that point?
0: They were played in syndication, though. Oh,
1: syndication. On which channel? Because, uh, not Nickelodeon.
0: No, it would have been, uh, like abc or nbc or something like that on like saturday morning cartoons on like are
1: there are any nickelodeon characters
0: i don't think so like i, I, no I think it's
2: characters. like three nicktoons yeah I, unless i'm mistaken
0: huh. so are we on a number eight
2: okay well i mean uh, i'll check it says 1990 hmm. oh yeah like i the nicktoons were like 91 92 i think Maybe even later. There's no, Doug, Well, I mean,
1: I was was checking this uh, recently because I wrote a fanfic about, um, what's that show? Hidden Temple? Legends of the Hidden Temple. (laughs) I can't believe it was canceled in, like, 1993 and then replaced with Figure It Out.
3: They played it on one of the channels I had a few years ago, but then we stopped getting that channel and I was really sad.
1: Yeah, Games and Sports. Is there a new Figure It Out on now? Yeah. They they I have so. respected the show.
0: I saw yeah, I it recently I... and it was dumb. Oh. I thought.
1: Well, I mean, Figure It Out itself is just kinda dumb to begin with. Oh but oh, I don't like this podcast anymore. I don't I don't, like <laughs> don't, don't want to be a part of this. Well, have you seen the show Figure It Out is based on?
2: Uh no, I haven't.
1: Okay, well that's probably was. I assume. I in mean, the original,
2: though, they didn't dump slime on people, so I'm not sure what your argument is that it could possibly be better. They did
1: not. No, my argument is that the quality of the show depends on you already knowing the uh, celebrity panel. Okay, that's fair. And if you don't know them, the show is completely boring.
2: I mean, it was like Lori Beth Denberg and Danny Tamborelli every week. And then,
1: I mean, in the new one, they've got What's His Face from Victoria Justice as the main character, and yeah. I've never really seen his show.
2: Okay, uh, so everyone, to recap, uh, game number 10 of the year, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, number 9, uh, figure it out. <laughs> uh, who has number 7? <laughs> no, I thought it was 8.
0: Oh, wait. No, no we, was we, Mass Effect. I, I, didn't okay. have a, I didn't have a joke answer for 8, has, so I skipped it. I oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, who has 7?
3: Number 7, Xenoblade Chronicles, or Xenoblade. Uh, Don't know how to pronounce it, and I have not played it.
0: <laughs> the game with the weird sword.
2: Like, oh, okay. It is a, a, a Wii RPG that a... I believe people have been oh. clamoring to get released in the United States for uh, years and years. So it was a pretty big deal that it came out here, but uh, apparently not a big enough deal to anyone on this podcast. <laughs> I
4: think that uh, they're coming out with the next one as of That's... today or something. Right. They announced it at, at the today.
2: Nintendo Direct
0: press conference this morning. They at
4: least have talked about it. I don't know if they announced it. I think they might have just talked
0: about it. So, is it in any way related to Xenogears or Xenosaga?
1: It apparently is part of the Xeno series. Xenogears, Xenosaga, Xenoblade. Yep.
0: Like, is it actually? Same series. Same series. Weird. How Made is it related? three
1: different companies. What?
0: How is it related at all? Like, I don't understand how they would relate whatever is happening in, like, this two screenshots that I've seen. <laughs>
2: Uh, is it possible it's like a Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3 kind of thing, where they're all independent of one another?
0: I don't think or were so. No, other... Where the other
1: Xeno uh, games... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh...
0: It didn't look related, like, at all. Like, in any way. Paul.
1: <laughs> the guy who made the Xeno series apparently died. Aww. And they dedicated the game to him. Okay. Well,
0: that's nice. I mean, I can accept that, but...
1: Well, no, it says it was originally titled Monado, Beginning of the World, but then they changed it to Xenoblade you know, in honor of the guy who died.
2: Okay, so it's it's not
1: actually a continuation of the series then? Yeah, not really. Okay.
0: Right. so
1: It's like a different game, and they changed the name to make it part of the series.
0: Do we have anything else to say about this game?
1: Well, I was going to say, I think part of the reason why people were clamoring for the translation was because there were absolutely no Wii games made <laughs> in, like, 2011 and 2010. 2009. Well,
0: they were all building up for the Wii U.
1: I know, and they stopped making games for the Wii, which makes me very unhappy. It easily could have done, um, you know, Super Mario Galaxy 3.
4: So number six. I think that one's me. Okay. <clears throat> number six is Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward.
1: Uh, I played that
4: one. That's the ten, ten, ten game, right?
1: Based on the fan fiction by Diana Gray. Yeah,
0: which everyone should go read. It stars me. It stars
1: me. <laughs> and it stars Nathaniel as the comedy relief.
2: Poor <laughs> Nathaniel. Uh, so tell us about Zero Escape, Michael.
1: Oh, what do you want to
2: actually talk about? Yeah, you know, we we actually got to a game that some of us have played, so... Uh,
1: I, I was getting distracted by the fact that Michael is the name of the character in Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, so I thought you were talking about somebody else. Um, no,
2: no,
0: sorry.
1: Zero Escape Versus Last Reward is a stupid title, but it's a good game.
0: The end. <laughs> Yay.
2: I think... Uh, Is going to sound very contrary, but I think it's a good title in a a stupid game. (laughs) And that was not not intentionally contrary. Uh, I just completely despised the part of the game that I've played so far. And uh, I haven't been able to pick it up since because I was so upset with it. So
0: there's that. So did you actually like the name, or did you just... I
2: I actually do think the name's kind of cool. 999 was also a cool name, though. And they've also, uh, I don't know if any... Have we talked about this before? They retroactively renamed 999 to Zero Escape 999. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah then Zero own... Escape 999,
1: nine, nine, nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. I okay, have they... a fun story about that. Oh, really? I wrote a walkthrough for that for um, game FAQs. So my walkthrough appears on Zero Escape 999, nine, nine, but it doesn't appear on 999. Nine,
2: nine. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, it only appears on the uh, renamed version of the game, not not like the original. Weird. Did they not let you cross-post it, or, or did you not do it? Um I'd have to resubmit it as a brand new guide I think actually. Wow. Cuz they will not cross post. Strange. Oh actually wait, it looks like they completely renamed it. Huh, weird. In any case, um it, it's a murder room game.
0: It's a Murder a room. murder room. Game, <laughs> it's
1: a murder it's
0: <laughs> a sounds like my kind of game.
1: You go <laughs> yeah. into rooms and you get killed.
0: <laughs> it sounds like my kind of game.
2: <laughs> yeah, visual novel compare, uh combined with logic puzzles,
1: stuff like that.
0: Oh, Professor Layton.
1: Yeah, you're making it sound boring, Paul. <laughs> it's because it is. It's terrible. Oh, what? Oh, well, come on. All right, well, okay, here's here's my
2: problem with this game. All right, the 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 first path that I went down... Um, you died. You know, it was going pretty well. I was solving puzzles, only had to look up answers a, a couple times and was also playing on easy mode, but that's okay. Um,
1: <laughs> Wait, you were playing on easy mode and you I
2: still was, had to look, look up the answers? <laughs> have you met me? Of course I have. <laughs> Alright, but, um and then, uh, you this know, I was, not... I was just trucking along, getting pretty far, and then the game just came to a, a crashing halt. The game just, like, it literally, the game stopped and said, you you cannot play anymore, you have to go and do another path. Like, there was no actual ending, like, there, I got to a part where uh, one of the characters, just out of nowhere, started dying of a disease, <laughs> and uh-oh, we don't have the cure for it. And then the game told me that I have to go play a different path that had the cure, so I could magically bring it into this... Completely separate branching story path.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's that was... that's how the game works. You have to unlock things in some pathways. It, it, that's how that adventure make games any work, sense. right, Paul? Uh, I don't know. I
2: don't. Oh,
1: one of the who back. can solve the disease without even knowing what causes the disease. That's well, what you how want. How is he going to know what
2: causes the disease? It's on a different path. How is he going to transfer between universes? <laughs> doesn't
1: make well, any sense. I tell you, but. <laughs> This is going to be. This is going to get into spoiler territory. I,
4: I, Paul, you're I, not I, thinking fifth dimensionally. <laughs> and
1: then, I, so
2: I went back, to the, the last, I went 20, back to the last yes. decision where uh, uh, I had to decide whether I was going to trust or betray this person. I chose. Uh, sorry, what, what's the actual language? It's something in betray.
1: Uh, ally in betray. Ally in
2: betray. Okay.
1: To choose so, whether to ally with your partner or betray your partner. So in my first
2: playthrough, I chose ally, the other person chose betray, so I went back to that exact point and uh, chose betray this time so I could get the different banishing path, and then the other person chose ally for no reason. Like like it, it she like, Nothing different had happened up until that point to make her change her answer. She just did. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
0: You don't make any sense.
1: Yeah, uh, Paul, it has to make sense that way, otherwise you won't be able to take the cure for disease to the other oh. pathway. <laughs> Ugh. i i i i am i'm just
2: i have to assume that I just picked the two worst paths in the entire game to start with i'm I'm gonna go back to it but
1: ugh. well to put things into perspective, the first path I got was the romantic path Ooh. and the first path that Nikla uh, suprat got was what was it paul i i don't you don't remember that was a while ago <laughs> it was like a week ago how much <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I, I wrote a review for the game. That's what I'm trying to remember. Um, it's like speed dating with murder. <laughs> That's how I explained it, because um, you get to choose to ally your partner or betray your partner, and usually, usually somebody dies.
0: <laughs> wow, I just mean, like in speed dating.
1: I know. <laughs> well, well, I, both, think, both, I think you might have been you, faking that uh, heart attack just <laughs> to get out of speed
2: dating, so. Both you and Nicola were, were heaping a lot of praise on this game, so, I mean, I, I trust both your judgments, so I can only assume that I'm... I Like I said, I just picked the complete wrong paths both times straight out of the gate, so... Uh, I'll, I'll give it another shot, but right now it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. But number six, game of 2012.
4: Dating, dying, and... 5th dimensional storylines.
1: What, what do you mean 5th dimensional? Because that might be the case. 4th
4: fourth, fourth dimension is like going through two points on the same timeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And then 5th dimension is like moving between two already split timelines.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's what happens. Except um, the, the huge twist at the end, which I'm going to spoil now, involves time travel. So you're going to go back to a timeline say like 50 years ago for game number three. And I'm looking it up now, Nicholas Suprak, when he played the game the first time, he got the dirty path. <laughs> Where um, we have Tenmyoji in his grandpa videos, which are um, videos that
0: only grandpa has <laughs> no. watched. Grandson does
1: not. See, he so like, watch I, these.
2: I clearly did miss the best paths. Um, I also do appreciate what, the that... videos, Paul? Is that what you're saying? We don't need to talk about this. I... I do appreciate that the main character. Yeah, I just want to say real quick. I I do appreciate that the main character has this uh, tick that whenever he talks about cats, he has to speak in cat puns. (laughs) I think that's an awesome character trait. Uh, Go ahead, Michael.
1: I was going to say the game does uh, have a lot of fun jokes, like the fact that whenever he talks me out cats, he, uh, you know, talks like a cat. And um, another thing I was going to say is, um, you know, when you beat the rooms not on easy mode, you get um, these fancy files, which often contain jokes. So, I mean, one file talks about the grandpa videos, and it clarifies, it's like, these are not videos of grandpas, these are videos for grandpa to watch. Because the game felt that really needed clarification. And other random fun things, you know, the person clarifies about are, like, uh, the Good Burger re- reference, and, um, the yeah, burger? they make a Good Burger joke.
0: Welcome to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger?
1: Yeah. What you can do is, um, on the phone, you can call Good Burger and somebody answers the phone with that line.
0: How is that legal?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I think it's not.
0: Like, didn't they have a movie about that? Yep. So, anyway, is it time for number five?
2: Uh, I feel kind of bad, because I've, I've, I've been doing my fair share of talking lately, but uh, number five is a game that I'm pretty sure... Uh, well, actually, I, I guess I can't be sure, but uh, I don't think anyone else but me has played this game. Although, uh, I guess someone must have, because it ranked all the way high up here. Anyway, mm-hmm. number five, Hatoful Boyfriend. <laughs> there it is. We all knew it was coming.
0: Yes. yes. yes.
2: Hatoful Boyfriend, explain this. It, well, it's a dating sim, yeah. uh, originally in G- made in Japan. Uh, localized just came out. Uh, I believe it was like either late January, early February last year. Yeah, it was pretty early, uh, so it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It it almost didn't make the cutoff for the awards, but thankfully it did. So uh, it's a dating sim where you play as a teenage girl going to uh, a school for pigeons.
3: It makes sense. So uh,
1: I mean, are you a teenage human girl?
2: You're a human girl, yes, and you have. Uh, it, it's it's never really that explicit about the relationships. I guess it's more of a friendship sim, I would say. Uh, I mean, I I think I played through nearly every path, and there was never. Uh, it was never really explicit. Uh, I'll put it that way.
1: I thought you said you were like people that you know set you on fire and stuff. Well, yes, that happens. And
2: they bite your head off. There, there are some there are some people who are, are not really that good
4: of friends. I guess you could say. You mean, some pigeons. Yes, <laughs> some birdies. Are these, these normal sized pigeons or are these like people sized pigeons?
2: They're regular pigeons. It's actually it's it's interesting because uh, the reason I wanted to play the game just because of the the. Crazy wacky premise of a dating sim about birds. Yeah. Um, I thought they were once. Once you actually get pretty far into it, like there is like a real story to this game. Like there's a reason why everyone's a pigeon, and you're one of the very few humans that you ever see in the entire game. Like there's this whole deep storyline uh, underneath all <laughs> of it, and it's really cool.
1: Could you give an example of something which counts as deep as part of this storyline? Because I'm hearing pigeon dating. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, now I have to actually remember it. See, I
2: was hoping I could just use vague language and not have to remember uh, why I liked the game.
1: Um. Okay, well, here is my idea. Um, This will be, like, the best game of 2013. What if they made a a dating sim for beautiful kitties?
3: kitties? Or
1: maybe puppies, because I think, you know what? Pigeons... I mean it's okay, but I mean people like kittens way more than they like pigeons. Yes. I mean I would play a game where say you go to the pond, paw- not the pond, the pound, and there are like twelve or so different kittens that you can choose to, and you have to make friends, get to know them, and then pick which one you want to take home with you.
0: Sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: there's a there's a pigeon that's and it needs the whole to be time. an FMB game. <laughs> 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 There's 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 the pigeon who it turns out was was dead the whole time and you help them move on to the next world. <laughs> That's pretty deep, right?
0: But do they explain why deep, yeah. everyone is pigeons?
2: Yes, they do. they
0: do. Do we get to hear it?
2: Uh, do you want me to go? Is that into like it? a spoiler? Uh, I mean, it's a spoiler in that you have to go through an ending for like almost all of the pigeons individually before you can unlock the like the actual story mode mm-hmm. where it goes into this stuff. Um I mean it's a it's a post apocalyptic world. Uh bird flu killed off almost the entire human population. Uh and it the it mutated pigeons to uh I mean it gave them intelligence, wow. essentially. And the pigeons are kind of the the master race of the world right now.
0: Wow.
2: Hmm. Heck of a flu. Bird <laughs> flu. Um your your character is a girl who is immune to this virus, so she's kinda of sent to uh the pigeon school as this kind of a liaison between the warring human and pigeon uh, societies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have actually seen those things before, but, yeah, that's a, that's a good plot line.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, super unique, except for the fact that everyone's a pigeon, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was not what I was expecting, and it was it was much better than I expected. I mean, I thought it was just going to be a dumb joke game, and it, and it wasn't that at all, although I think a lot of people have that impression because they've just seen screenshots or they just play through one path of it.
1: <laughs> so, question, um... I mean, are there any like FMV dating sims? <laughs> I'm, I mean, uh, just just randomly, it's like you think those games. Yeah, yeah, work not, out not, with not, FMV not not for cause... you personally, right? No, not for me personally. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, well, why do FMV games always? adventure games. It's like, well, well like, visual novels are games where the character just sits and talks straight to the camera. I think that'd be cheap. Well, like,
0: uh FM by FMV games, you mean ones specifically with, like, people acting it out? Yeah. Like, the stuff that was on, like, the Jaguar in, like, the mid-90s?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, there are a bunch of new FMV games which have come out recently. I mean, I've been playing Mystery Case Files Shadow Lake, which stars the uh, mother from Back to the Future. Oh,
0: yeah. And a
1: bunch of other characters. But I I just think there's something fun about seeing actual humans act out very
0: badly. Well, like, okay, the thing is, uh, there's sort of a a big deal in, like, the culture of people who play dating sim games that they kind of don't want a, quote, 3D girlfriend. They want a 2D girlfriend. Uh, Now, they do have some games more recently that are, like, uh, animated, but it's still 2D characters. Like... It's drawings or, like, 3D renderings of uh, drawings.
1: Okay, so when you say 2D, you don't, you're don't you not referring to, like, their personalities.
0: No, I mean uh, that they are drawn. They are not humans. They're not, like, people you would actually... Like, they're, they're not acted by real human beings. They are... Uh, they may be voice acted, but they are, like, drawings. Like, they might have, you know, very fleshed-out backstories and stuff, but they are not pictures of real people.
1: That seems odd any particular reason for that
0: oh well i mean uh you know real people have real uh imperfections and have real like i don't know they're real people they're not as much fun as uh (laughs) big people basically like that's kind of my understanding is uh whatever you want can exist in the 2d world whereas uh in the 3d world you have to worry about an actual human being which is no fun
1: okay I, I seem to remember writing a uh, fabricated news about um, celebrity dating we,
3: <laughs>
1: which, um, you know, I can bring up. But, you know, it, it seems to me that there could at least be some cases where, like, having an actual photograph of a person could work just as well as a 2D picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, theoretically such a concept might work, uh, especially, you know, here in America, but, like, in Japan, there's kind of a reason why they continue with the, uh, A9 characters.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. I know anime is bigger in Japan than it is in the United States. Yeah. So I found an FMV dating game. Oh. Online. Uh, it was made in,
2: made in the mid-90s, <laughs> when FMV was, was actually a thing. Um, was was it for the 3 I, I kind of feel like people, like, who release FMV games now are kind of doing it ironically. <laughs> but I, I, I don't have a problem with that, because they're awesome. Uh, all right, so it's called Man Enough, uh, and it surprisingly does not have a Wikipedia page, but I was able to find a quick article on PC Gamer about it. Wow. Um, here's how they describe it. Uh, it. Man Enough is a dating game, but it's really closer to interactive shock treatment, something so bad, the mere thought of romance will make you want to vomit after playing it. Mean-spirited and more than a little misogynistic, and if there's one thing it has more contempt for than women, it's you, the player. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Yes. So this is going to be our next Let's Play on the GameCover YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Well, yeah, I mean... Um,
0: it sounds like something that I... Christian Porter would play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm looking at screenshots right now, and I would quote you some of the dialogue from the game, but I don't think I can do that on the podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well, I mean, I was just going to say, um, in casual games, I think there's a lot of FMV... No, I mean, I played, like, the top 20 casual games of 2012, and six of them had FMV sequences. <laughs> and I don't think it was ironic. I think it was, well, they thought it was cheaper to use, um, <laughs> to record characters that way rather than um, pay money for, like...
2: That's that's fair. Didn't you... Um, animated
1: characters. Didn't
2: you play a game where, um, like... Like they basically just made a two-minute detective movie yeah. in their dorms, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just at the end you had to like decide who who done it, yeah, yeah. Like I could from see that taking people. like like twenty minutes total from writing the script to making a video game out of it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know they made uh, they made ten of them, and just two of them, two of them made me think that this was like a project for a uh, you know like their film editing class right. because you know they actually went outside. Whoa. Well, no, they had one where it's in the snow, and the detective is chasing. He's chasing after this culprit. He's chasing after the culprit, and you know, you know, they have this intense chase scene, and then they go past a dumpster, and the culprit disappears. And he asks, you know, this random person's like, "Hey, hey, did you did you see this this uh, thief run by?" It's like, "Oh yeah, the guy with the the sweater." And he's like, "Aha! You are clearly the thief."
0: What? <laughs>
1: because he was. <laughs> I mean he was able to describe the front of the thief's sweater in um extreme detail <laughs> which he would not have been able to do if he was just an innocent bystander so oh you mean that really dashingly handsome
0: criminal. young man with <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think
2: you can kind of see why an indie developer, especially, would, would might want to uh, making it like that because I bet it's cheaper if you already have the video camera to just you know yeah. film footage than it is to actually make the graphics. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's an interesting idea. I I kind of hope we see more of it in 2013.
0: Maybe you will, Paul. Maybe you oh. will. You
2: ready to make an announcement, Jetty? Uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe. I should start... Maybe
2: he
1: will, Paul. Maybe he will. Are
0: are you suggesting that perhaps I should uh, make my first game be a FMV uh, game of some sort?
2: I think that goes without saying. FMV kitten game.
0: No, okay, it's going to be an FMV dating game where I am all of the characters.
1: (laughs) Yes! Are you going to shave your mustache off for at least the female characters or not?
0: Who says they have to be female characters? Ouch. Well, okay, because well, no, if you're
2: just put some like flesh colored makeup over your mustache, no one will notice. We'll
0: see if I if I were to make it so that the main character who you never see is female, yeah. and then I play all of the dashingly handsome, ruggedly good looking. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I would pay upwards of five dollars for this game. This sounds
0: great. Mm, I don't know. It would have. Well, I guess if it was an FMV game, it would meet the hundred and twenty megabyte criteria for upping the minimum price on a xbox game
1: not not too many that's the only problem i've had with um the fmv games uh it took forever to download them because of the video things yeah. video files because they're all in hd now
0: all casual games are in hd at this point so number four yay number four. oh wait do we okay yeah so it's number four now mm-hmm. yep. right, which which is mine So, uh, number four is Borderlands 2, which, uh, is the one game that I've played this year. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: it's the first new game that I've played in a long time, so.
1: So, uh, Borderlands, um, it's a video game. Yeah, it's
0: like a 3D, uh, co-op RPG first-person shooter thing. okay and you shoot a lot of guns. There is a significant number of guns. Actually uh So wait, do you mean by that do you mean that
1: you fire the gun or you are actually aiming at the gun and shooting it?
0: Both. You do wow. you do shoot at a couple of guns. Are there are there
2: sentient gun enemies?
0: Uh no, it was a it was a big cannon. Well actually I think you have to shoot the guy who's controlling the cannon and then you actually operate the cannon yourself.
1: Do can do cannons count as guns though? Yeah.
0: Duh. Yeah,
3: they do.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But no, uh, actually... Well, I
1: mean, I remember having a debate whether, you know, like, fences were a type of wall.
0: <laughs> I think I remember hearing this, is a fence a wall? Either that or another friend of mine posed the same question.
2: Wasn't that, like, the game called The Chat Room? It that been.
1: was uh, that was when we were discussing um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Okay, that's right, that's right. That was during the old live podcast.
0: No, actually, I, I quite enjoyed Borderlands 2, uh... In co-op only, though, if you're playing by yourself, it's actually, like, stupidly difficult because you can't get behind most of the enemies, and, like, if you are dead, well, you just kind of die instead of being able to be revived. Uh, like, it makes it exponentially more difficult. And also kind of boring because, I don't know, at least for me, I don't know, playing a game by myself is not as entertaining as playing together with so,
2: so so that's interesting like so what it, what appeals to you about this game isn't so much like the shooting mechanics is it actually is it is playing with someone else and i guess the rpg aspects too yeah it's
0: so well uh i do like they did a lot of new stuff in borderlands 2 versus borderlands 1 that make the guns and shields and stuff uh more interesting just different effects that they have or like the shields uh some of them are just shields. Some of them have spikes that will damage things that are attacking you. Uh, some of them will like have a an explosion go off when they are depleted. Like they have different effects, and it makes it more interesting. And you shoot stuff with things.
1: Seems kind of violent. A bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> how asshole. many
0: how Maybe.
2: many pigeon characters are there?
0: Uh, there's a dude with a hawk. Does that count? Okay. Actually, okay, that was only another. if
2: the hawk is named Tobias.
0: <laughs> no, uh, it's Bloodwing. Requisite Animorphs reference. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> well, whenever there's a hawk, I call him Tobias. I'm sorry, that's just how I am.
0: But uh, actually, I did also like that, spoiler alert, all of the characters from the first game are in the second game as like. Really? Yeah, well, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. you don't play as them, but they are heroes. Like, heroes of old. Uh, and you have to go, like, find them, and they. Uh, you're, not that they help you on your quest, but more that, like, you are helping them, I don't know, settle yeah. issues. I don't know. I enjoyed it. So, number
1: three. <laughs> game number three. Rated number three on the top ten games list of 2012 is Kid Icarus Uprising.
4: I played that one. Cool. Tell us about it. It was good. Tell us more about it. Number two. <laughs> it was
2: good. No, I want to hear about this game. Oh, because yeah, when three? I was calculating the votes, after like I'm gonna say half the votes were in, this was going to be game of the year.
0: What?
4: Yeah, really?
2: it was getting a lot of votes from people. So, and Jeez. I want to know, what the, I want to know what the deal is.
4: I thought I was gonna be the only one, but I mean, like, no. no, it's it's like I I would wholeheartedly say that it's the best 3DS game that I own, and maybe that's out there right now. Wow. Why is it? Wow. It was. Hmm?
0: What's 3D about it?
4: Uh, well, there's the flying sections where you stuff shoots at you. It, it looks it? like it's coming at your face. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! And it also looks really pretty.
0: I don't know. I guess I still feel like the 3DS is a gimmick. And the- I actually I 3DS. saw a 3DS uh, a week or two ago, and it was weird to look at and uh if there was like a glare on the screen then i saw two images instead of seeing the 3d thing
2: yeah you you do have to kind of hold it at the exact right position yep. if you shift it just a little bit you can't really tell what's going on anymore
1: yeah and if you watch it for more than uh 6 minutes your eyes are going to hurt <laughs> forever <laughs> but that's okay cuz the battery only lasts 8 minutes <laughs> oh
0: but anyway okay so
4: why is this game so great yes well it's uh it's hilarious is probably one
1: of the biggest reasons. Well, the original Kid Icarus was just, you know, like a real side buster.
4: Was
1: it? <laughs> it was yeah, hilarious, this... man. I mean, I remember playing... I mean, Kid was telling all those jokes left and right. It was great. I, 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 I mean, always Icarus. thought that
2: your mama jokes were a little out of place in an NES platformer, but you know it, I maybe mean, it's just not he my was style He he's just rubbing
1: he you know he only says those jokes after he defeats the bosses right he's just trying to rub it in their faces i just i just thought it was a little much i did
2: like however uh that one of his
1: big gameplay mechanics was throwing pies at people
0: are we talking about the same game
1: <laughs> i think he's confusing it with the three stooges for the nes i'm 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 doubting your claim that it is a com-
2: a comedic video game
4: the original one the original i'm talking about No, I'm I'm,
0: I'm referring to a Michael's player.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) To be honest, what was Kid Icarus? It came out for the NES, apparently. Yeah, it
0: was just, like, not really a scrolling shooter, but kind of. Oh,
1: okay, Jetty and and I would have been, say, like, um, 11 months old when this game was released, so I I don't think we played it.
0: I I did play it, like, later, and actually, uh, very briefly, it was one of those games that I played, like, all day, every day, but... See okay when I didn't have uh the Nintendo 64 but they stopped making new games for the Super Nintendo uh there was mm-hmm. a period of my life where I went back and I basically like played through our collection of NES games uh because a friend of my brother uh his dad owned a 1600 movies like if you remember 1600 movies the chain of movie rental places
1: I do remember the Hollywood video commercial where they sing about five days to rent these movies, five days including new releases.
0: Well, okay, basically. I, I'm
1: not singing that on purpose, but I remember those commercials. No,
0: okay, there was a, a place called 1600 Movies, and they stopped renting NES games, and basically all of the duplicates he gave away to his friends. Uh, so we got some of these games, and I played Kid Icarus quite a bit.
1: Oh, that's cool! I remember in Blockbuster, our local Blockbuster, went out of business and they sold the games off at ridiculously high prices.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It made me sad. The thing I don't understand is why Blockbuster would rent out Game Boy Advance games. It's weird. Why wouldn't understand. they? Um, because, um, I mean, you only get to play that game for, like, one day. Is it worth it? <laughs> no, I think the problem with uh, the Game Boy Advance and DS games, uh, renting them out, is that, well... You have to either delete the save file which is on there, or delete the save file which is on there.
2: Well, I mean, that was that was true for, like, Super Nintendo games back in the day, too.
0: Like, but it's mm-hmm. different compared to, like, only having one save slot, though. Yeah. Because, like, if you were to rent Pokemon, at least the original Pokemon, there was only one save slot, right?
1: Yeah.
4: There's still only one.
0: Oh, really? Oh. Really? That's stupid. <laughs> like, there's been technological, like, changes since then. They're no longer limited in space.
4: It's supposed to encourage you to interact with other players, I guess. Uh, I guess that's true. I guess I kind of. Because if sense. you if they put in more than one file on there, then they'd be like, well, why can't I just trade between these two files yeah. instead of with someone else? Yeah. They also made it a lot more difficult to restart and delete your file.
1: I'm just saying. I mean, say you know, like you check out Earthbound and you really really like it, and you want to check it out again, and the person at the store gives you a, a different cartridge. <laughs> Well, oh. then you're in trouble.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, that, that's that's a that's a problem more indicative of longer games and RPGs in particular than uh, mm-hmm. I think of the particular format of the game.
0: Yeah. No. But would that be a problem
1: with Kid Icarus?
4: I was gonna say Kid Icarus Uprising. It has it has files. in has three. I don't know. Mm. Oh. I wasn't wondering major things that sold me on the game.
0: Okay, is that the reason why it's in the top three?
4: I would assume that the reason it is in the top three is because of how it is written. Okay. The game is really funny. The Yo Mama like, jokes that Michael Lewis talking about? It's kind of like... it's kinda Those were in the playing, original. Playing through the game is kind of like watching a Saturday morning cartoon series.
2: Yeah. That's the back of the box quote. Now' I'm, now I'm sold on this game
4: it's 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 ridiculous like the villains are like completely over the top, but like goofy even though they're evil and just the banter between uh Pitt and uh lady Palutena, who's the person in the background when he uses final smash and smash brothers I don't know how to describe her or any other she does she's like only in this game and that one they made up a lot of stuff for this game that wasn't I' have like, heard
1: the Maybe a complaint that um, some of the jokes are too meta or meta or however you pronounce it. Yes.
4: You like breaking the fourth wall?
1: Yeah, like there's one joke where you know you defeat, like, I'm going to go on a limb here and say you defeat like Cerebus, the giant three headed monster dog because it's Greek mythology. And Pitt says, Boy, I'm gonna get a lot of Nintendo Dog points for this. <laughs>
3: I don't think no, that's no. how it works. No,
1: no, I, was, no, but I'm saying that's a funny joke. You guys laughed, right? So yes. that laughed complaint is, is stupid. A, no, it's a good joke. Keep it.
4: He was, okay. it was also he was shout He wasn't. That wasn't what he did when he defeated it. This was part of his battle cry when he started fighting the boss.
1: Yeah, because when he defeated it, he started talking about the dog's mama. So
2: does does Kid Icarus live in a universe where Nintendo dogs exist?
4: Sort of, they make they make a lot of references and make a lot of you know there are a lot of it's like the world is set in sort of an ancient Greekish magical time, but then like they talk like it's modern day, but not like with re- pop culture references, but just like more like there's one part where they say they're going to order pizza for dinner or something. Okay,
1: I can appreciate pizza references. Okay.
4: I'm trying to remember some specific jokes. Um, Any Star of them Wars works. jokes? I don't know. No, no. See, they, the only references they make are to video games. Oh, it's all
1: video game references.
4: I mean, like, names called out.
0: So does... Did Kid Icarus meet any other famous, like, Nintendo characters, like Metroid or, you
4: know, no, Zelda? No, it's only in what they say and not in what they talk, although they do mention how the enemies, like, Klamatos, I think they're called, look exactly like Metroids, <laughs> and the person's like, shh, this universe and that universe have nothing to do with each other, so don't start anything. Yes.
1: Well, obviously, um, Kid remembers them from his time he spent in, um, Super Smash Brothers so that's where he met the Nintendogs and everything, and that's how he can make all those cool references.
4: Yeah, they reference Brawl, too. And they say they say that he wasn't invited to Melee.
3: <laughs>
1: I I had no
2: idea that the game had that kind of tone. Like I, I it guess is, this must not have been in the marketing materials or none of the like trailers or anything I watched. They, I, I never, they
4: do kind of market it as being pretty serious. But yeah, it's that, I mean, that's the
2: impression I had. That's why I, I kind of dismissed it because I didn't. But this this makes it actually sound kind of interesting.
4: It's really funny. The only there's only one. Anything wrong with it. And that would be um the controls. The way you have to it's not like it responds fine. It's not that, but it's like the way you have to hold it is it bothers some people's hands.
2: Well is this the one that did it come packaged with a three D S stand or was the stand sold separately? Okay, it came packaged with it. Cool. It came They
1: invented the stand because the game was killing people's hands. which I think says something about the controls of this
4: game when they have to make a stand specifically for it. It does have other control options, which no one ever brings up. It has other control options.
2: I think it also says something about the 3DS itself, too, because isn't this, like, the second contraption that people have had to release in two years to make the... Like, they released that, uh, that... That peripheral that added a second joystick to it too, a second thumb pad thing. Last year. I don't year.
1: understand the point of that because the first thumb pad doesn't work at all. Why would you want a second one? <laughs>
2: because the first one doesn't work.
1: Well, no, I mean the second oh, no, one is no. the same exact yeah. style as the first one. I just give me a D pad. I'm, I'm just picturing Isn't like in like D-pad? five
2: years the 3ds just is just going to be like this hilarious Frankenstein monster. <laughs> I can't
4: wait. 3DS does have a D-pad.
1: Well, why can't I use that in any of the games? Because, I mean, I'm playing Super Mario Brothers whatever, and... No, I'm playing Super... Wait. What do you call the Paper Mario game for the 3DS? Uh, sticker Sticker Saga. Yeah, Paper Mario stickers are awesome. And, uh, you can't control with the D-pad. They make you use the, the bad joystick, which doesn't work and hurts my thumb. Mm. And is not it's not sensitive at all, so you have to push it all the way to the right to get him to
3: move.
4: That's what, well, like, I use, like, on New Super Mario Bros. 2, um, they, I, the joystick would be, like, terrible for that game. But I use mm-hmm. the D-pad, and it worked fine. I mean, like, it let me use it, and it worked fine.
1: Okay, okay the then maybe works. something's wrong with mine, because it did not let me use my D-pad.
4: Uh, the, that's the New Super Mario Bros. 2. I don't think it does use it for Sticker Star. You can use it for, like, the menus and stuff, though. I don't have a uh, problem I, with the. I can check this stick. out. I don't know. My control stick on the 3DS works okay, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I'm have on
2: team, 3DS. the joystick is fine. Sorry, Michael. Oh, okay, fine. It worked, it worked okay with I've I've been playing uh, 3D Land, Mario 3D Land, and and mm-hmm. it's been working okay. Right.
1: Really, really? Because yeah. isn't yeah. 3D Land the game where you die if you're trying to play the game in 3D and <laughs> you can't make the jumps?
2: Oh, I haven't had that trouble at all. I've been leaving it on 3D mode specifically because I thought it made it easier to play.
4: Yeah, it makes oh. it a lot easier yeah. for me. Yeah,
2: but uh, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, just, whoa, whoa, It could just be me and Joe.
1: You leave on 3D mode to make the game easier? <laughs>
4: yes, I do.
1: Okay. Plus, I had I to it turn it off cool. 3D mode whenever it got difficult because I would miss every
4: single jump. I found that the game was designed around it. The well, 3- I mean, there,
2: there are even like certain screens where it says 3D on there to let you know that you have to turn them on 3D yeah. or else you won't be able to figure anything out.
1: Okay, well maybe it's because I wear my pirate eye patch all the time. It doesn't really work <laughs>
4: <well>. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess the 3D of the 3DS might just be sort of a... Person to person thing more than anything else.
2: Yeah, I mean, Michael. I mean, you are definitely not the only person who's criticized it. Christians always railing <laughs> against it whenever he talks about it. So,
4: so number
0: two, number,
2: <laughs> number two. two,
3: number two, The Walking Dead. I have actually. Um. I've actually not played this game. I've watched a walkthrough for it, and it looks pretty interesting. The story's pretty good, and I like how you can um, replay the game multiple times for different paths. It's kind of cool.
0: Paul, I thought you had some complaints okay. about it. I, well, I, w- I
2: was going to let other people talk first, but I, I do have I opinions on the game. I going to say
1: I preferred uh, The Jogging Dead, which I thought was more uh, <laughs> fast-paced. <laughs> That's my favorite Kinect game. <laughs>
4: The brisk strolling dead? Yeah. Briskly strolling dead? The well, zombies don't dead.
1: move quickly. That's that's how zombies work. The power walking um, dead? No, sorry. I,
4: I, yes. The power walking dead.
1: Super power walking dead.
2: <laughs> I like the walking dead, um, but I did not like the way it was sold to me. I feel like reviews talked up so much the importance of the choices you make and how emotionally attached you will be to everything, and and I didn't get like any of that out of the game, personally. Um, what I played was uh, a game with a really cool story, but uh, with adventure game puzzles that amounted to pick up the one item and use it on the one hotspot, and uh, choices that I didn't really think like had much of an impact. Like It seemed like the cool thing about the choices was that you got to make them, but after you made them, like there wasn't really a, a whole lot of follow-up. And I know I'm probably angering a lot of people right now who have played and loved The Walking Dead, but... I mean that was kind of my experience. Like the big thing people really talk about is in the first game. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler. There's one big decision where you get to decide who lives and who dies. Like that's that's the thing people go back to. But like
1: whoa whoa wait a minute. The... He has to decide whether his best friend lives or dies. Oh,
2: no, you have to decide between sorry you have to decide between uh, two different people. There's two people you can save. But you, I mean you, you just can save but you can only uh, save one of them and the other gets eaten by zombies. Which I mean that sounds pretty cool. You have like five seconds to decide which of these people's lives is going to continue and which isn't neat idea. Problem is by the third episode, the other person is getting killed. And
1: like,
2: and like up until that point, like the, I mean, that neither character really like has much impact on the storyline one way or the other. So, I mean, it it was really cool, intense moment, but then after it, like immediately, like there was nothing. Cool. So that was my experience with the game.
1: I was just making a stupid Simpsons joke. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. The, the one with Ron Howard, and that's that's how he pitches his show. The jogging did? So, yep. um, you know, I just put in, um, you know, New Super Mario Bros. 2, and it it did not save anything, which is making me rather upset now.
2: You have to save your game specifically.
4: You can't just turn it off.
1: Oh, how do you save your game specifically,
2: um, then? I think, I think you just push the uh, start button, and there's a save button.
4: Did you get to any of the castles?
2: No, I got to, like, two levels.
4: Oh, yeah. It saves your progress after every castle okay. automatically. But then otherwise you have to quick save. Quick Can
2: save. we take a moment to talk about how none of the Mario games made our top ten list?
3: <laughs>
2: well, no, but not very good, Paul. But Paul well, no, see, this giving, is going to be what, very interesting. But
0: the number one could be a Mario game. We don't that's, know that that's yet.
2: That's true. Uh, Except that only, it isn't. Only a few select people on this podcast know what the number one is, but... Um, now, people who are listening to this have already read our year-end awards article, which is separate from the podcast, uh, and, and they will have noted that Mario games picked up several awards <laughs> during yeah. the year-end awards themselves, but somehow did not make the top ten list, which I, I maybe speaks to some issues with our voting process. Maybe. But, um...
4: I think, I think part of it is just Mario, in terms of overall quality, is, like, a little bit better than... Maybe more than a little bit better, but just still sort of middle of the road. It does a lot of things really well but when it comes to being an overall good game it isn't necessarily outstanding in its own right probably partially because it's got all the great stuff in its history that keeps inevitably being compared to it
2: yeah but i'm talking more like uh in our words a game can win best portable games say and then uh it does not make the top 10 but other portable games do
0: yeah ones that weren't the best yeah
2: yes exactly so, like, Kid Icarus, the number three game of uh, 2012, did not win Best portable Game.
4: I'm still curious who actually played that. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Well,
2: but anyway, um, this is this is something Jetty and I have been talking about uh, behind the scenes, and there will be some restructuring to our year-end awards next year. Um, we don't need to talk about that, though. But, uh, own, I think.
1: Well, you know, I purposely abused the uh, end-of-decade awards so that the um, the seagull from Legend of Zelda Wind Waker won, <laughs> but I think I think everybody figured that out. <laughs> Well, it won the Best Character of All Time award,
2: if I recall correctly. And then, uh... I said
1: it should win the Best Character of All Time, uh-huh. because that was clearly one of the best characters in Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, and the only reason they're remaking that game.
0: So, like, okay, was there a legitimate, like, was it actually a character, or was it just, like, a thing in the background? Because I never played, I haven't played...
1: It's more like a thing in the background. Oh. But, but, but that's how Link knows where his sister is, because his sister is best friends with the uh, seagulls. Oh, okay. And so when he's uh, advancing on the bad guy's tower, he's like, Wait a minute, that one tower has seagulls hanging around outside it. That must be where my sister is.
0: So wait, Zelda has a sister?
1: No, this is, this is Link, the dude.
0: The main character.
1: No, 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 no. The, the main character's boyfriend. <laughs> Zelda has a boyfriend, right? We didn't break up.
4: It's called the Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's about, about it's about Zelda. No.
0: It's
1: about Zelda. Yeah. Like,
0: well, it's about... we were talking earlier about how Kid Icarus meets with Metroid and Zelda, and you know all the other.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the um, Wind Waker is interesting because Zelda doesn't appear until like six hours into the game, and she actually doesn't get mentioned before then either. It's kind of strange. It's like why name the game after her when she's not really an important character.
0: Yes. Like in the original game where she only shows up at the very end.
1: Wait, oh I never played the original game. Oh. Well I did. I have the gold cartridge version of the original game, believe it or not. Yes. You know, That's there are some there are some games where Zelda
2: is the star. Are they? Really? Such as
4: The CDI.
2: Yep. <laughs> that would be uh Zelda Adventures and I forget what the other one is. Possibly Wand of Gamelon? Is she the star of Wand of Gamelon? one of,
4: those. Yeah, there's there's of there's,
2: them. There's three of them. There's three of them. She starved two of them. And she has to save Link, because it's a crazy
1: turnabout. Zelda's a nice character.
0: Excuse me, princess.
1: Okay, so I'm failing to find the third gold coin on the first level of New Super Mario Bros. 2, which, uh, this is the second time I've replayed the level, and I can't find it anywhere. Michael,
0: you never pay attention to the podcast.
1: Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, if you try to do the double tap to make Mario run with the um, the joystick, that is never going to happen.
4: Do what? now?
1: Wait, you can what?
3: <laughs> hey, well, I have an op- off topic comment. I just how do you cookies. make
1: Mario run in these games? Usually in
0: the NES games, you hold down the no B button. No one is paying to attention
3: the to the podcast.
0: On. Everyone's playing video games and making cookies.
3: <laughs> sorry, my sister cookies? made cookie. My sister made me make cookies. Actually, sorry. <laughs> That's why I was gone for so long. No. Now we all want cookies. No. Sorry. My sister's eating what, them all. What
0: kind of cookies? Yeah.
3: They were just um, little ones from a uh, store. They are just, like, pre-made frozen ones. Oh, cheating cookies. That's not really yeah, they're cheating cookies. cookies. <laughs> it's <laughs> baking. I'm um, putting them in the oven and watching them for 15 minutes until they're ready so my sister can eat them all. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I recently saw, like, I know about boxed brownies or whatever. Like, you buy... Like a package, and then you mix in eggs and oil and you make it. But apparently now they have brownie mix that's literally like you shake up the bottle and you pour it out. Oh, yeah.
3: That no, right? Like <laughs> you don't
0: have well, the I like twelve the seconds mix. to. D- I, crack I guess eggs. I can't
2: talk. I have spray margarine sitting in my fridge, so
0: <laughs> how does that even work?
2: <laughs> it's a spray <laughs> bottle with margarine. <laughs> it's, it's... Okay. Uh, I, I find it much more convenient than having to actually spread the margin by myself.
1: <laughs> that is okay. um fun fact. When I worked at the movie theater, that's what we used in order to get the salt on the salted pretzels. Wait,
0: that is... Does... <laughs> Wait.
1: Spray margarine. We would put spray margarine all over the pretzel oh. and then dump salt on oh. top of it, and that's how you got the salt to stick to the pretzel. I thought you were trying to pretzels.
0: say that you had some sort of like liquid salt. Yeah, like <laughs> spray no, salt. that'd
3: be quite interesting. <laughs> like it
0: comes in an aerosol can, and you just spray the salt. Out. Anyway, like anything salty. Yeah. So should we should we talk about the number one pre- game? No,
4: of we're busy talking no, about no, spray um, salt. It... Was there a number one? I thought we just stopped at two. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, you know, my sister... Oh, never mind. Does she want cookies? My sister always ate the cookie dough rather than, you know, actually cooking the cookie because that was too much work. Why
0: ruin perfectly good cookie dough by cooking it?
1: Mm. I know. I think that's a valid point. (laughs) So I'm questioning Anna's sister here. (laughs) That's good cookie dough. I don't
0: know. So number one.
1: Okay,
2: yeah, what's... Uh, I believe Joe <laughs> has the number one game of 2012, Game Cola's Game of the Year. Woo!
4: And the number one game is Journey. Yay! Yay! That Yay. Journey. What, what
2: system is that for? That is for PlayStation 3.
0: Yeah, it's. Oh, okay, I never. See, okay, I've heard like so much about it, but the thing is, is that I don't own a PlayStation, so I can't like buy a PlayStation Network game. Well, yeah. I'm saying
1: I've never heard of the PlayStation 3. That's. Oh, I okay. mean. I've... A journey.
0: Oh, yeah. Bill
1: right? Collins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So Journey. I'm sorry, but I stopped believing.
1: Isn't that a, like? I, I thought that's the Eagles. RC.
0: No. Meaningful. It's not the Eagles. That's Joe Walsh.
1: The Eagles were the one. Well, who are the ones that don't stop thinking about tomorrow?
0: Oh, uh, no, that's not the Eagles either. Uh, wait.
1: Anyway, uh, Journey.
0: Yes. Don't stop. Could
1: 2013.
0: 2013. Anyway, uh, okay, it's an indie game.
1: Teddy, that is a horrible rendition. Come on, put more effort into it. No. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's, a, it's like the uh, slogan song in my uh, home state of it? California because our teams are horrible, but they won the World Series, and that was their theme song. Is Don't it? stop believing. What?
0: What? Why are we
2: singing Glee songs?
3: <laughs> Don't stop. Stop stop, stop! 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 So, oh Journey,
2: gosh. the video game. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna. You should be on every podcast.
3: <laughs> Freshman year, that was our school's theme song. Oh my god, it was so bad.
2: No, we 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 need that person to just stay here. And whenever we're, anyone any of us is doing anything awful, just say stop, stop, <laughs>
0: stop. It's good. Right.
1: Uh, what, what's the song from High School Musical? <laughs> let's not bring that up so
0: video game Journey. it's an indie game uh it's apparently supposed to be really good and interesting and i've never played it cuz i don't have a playstation 3
2: i think one of the things it's it's like this uh is it is it open world i don't know it's a game where you wander around in the desert yeah. uh, and i'm and i'm not giving it much uh service here cuz i haven't really played the game so i'm just going based on uh reviews and screenshots uh walk around the desert uh, solve puzzles but i think the thing that people really like and find really interesting about this game is uh it's multiplayer component uh, in that you you have to work together with other people to solve uh, solve puzzles but uh you can't actually communicate with them there's no voice chat whatsoever hmm, interesting uh, and I was oh. I was reading um I think it was an interview with the lead developer and she was talking about her inspiration for doing that and her inspiration was playing games online with people. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, I oh. mean, that's basically it, and how awful it is because of the voice chat component and how awful people are on, well, you know, Xbox Live it, in particular.
0: Is there a sort of communication in the way that they have it in uh, Portal 2, perhaps, where, like...
2: Uh, I, I think you can make noises. Right, okay.
0: because, like, in there you yeah. could, like, point to a spot and stuff. That's, yeah,
2: and, like, wave, I and mean, I think you can do, like, bro fists and stuff, too. Yeah,
0: like, you <laughs> can do a dance.
2: Um, I know Bro-hoof. you... I know you can make noises. Uh, I'm not sure if you can do bro fists or point at things.
1: What kind of noises, like, Paul? Uh, are know. like Zelda noises or Mario noises? Because you're giving me bad thoughts here.
2: <laughs> That's all on you. I had nothing to do with that.
1: I mean, can you just... It is happy noises, well, like woo or sad noises, like... I, mm. I,
2: all I know are noises in general. Like I said, I haven't actually played the game. Um, I, I didn't vote for
0: it, so don't look can at me. Can you do
1: a telephone noise? <laughs> Yeah, 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 something like that.
0: So the number one game, Journey, that none of us have played.
1: Hooray.
2: Maybe this podcast needs to be restructured for next year,
3: too. (laughs)
0: Like, hold on. People
3: who have actually played the games that are on the list. Should I just start
0: (laughs) dumping people who happen to be on uh, Skype right now into the chat? Oh, uh, sex Dude. Oh, sex
2: Dude.
1: Haven't heard from him in a while.
0: Should we randomly drop him in the chat?
1: Let's do it. Sure. Only if you can sing backup.
4: Hold on. (laughs) Who are
0: we calling? Uh, remember, sex dude?
2: <laughs> yes. One of the uh, the game Call of Faithful who gave us their Skype name. Yeah, well,
4: he did a uh, oh. a
0: great saxophone rendition okay. of the podcast. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Should, should I message him first or just randomly drop him? In the just call him. Just call him. Okay. Suddenly, I've been dragged into the podcast. I guess. Yeah. Well.
1: Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>! <laughs> You know what? We're, we're kind of upset that you think that fences are not a type of wall. I'm still, I'm still hung up on that. God, be honest.
2: Wow, I jumped into this in a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh we're, we're talking about the best games of 2012. What was your favorite game from the past year? From the past year? Oh, uh, 2012 it came out in- was a bit hit and miss with me. Honestly, I don't think I saw anything that was uh, particularly that extravagant.
0: Should we? Should we? give him our top ten list that we just did?
2: Yeah, uh, we... we oh, just, that might help, yes. We've been talking about, yeah, our, t- our top ten list based on the Game of the Year votes from the Game Call the Staff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm just gonna read them off, and if you have anything to say <laughs> about them, stop me. Alright, All so, uh, number, number ten, Deponia. Number nine, Persona 4. Oh! Persona, Persona, Persona! Yes, we have someone who's played Persona! <laughs> <laughs> what was good about <laughs> it? Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, I not particularly well versed with it. I've seen a couple of playthroughs. I saw a webcomic that takes the Mickey out of it and that's hilarious. And Ooh, question,
1: what does takes the Mickey out of mean? I've oh, heard boy. that like um... five times and I don't speak British. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, takes the Mickey out of basically parodies everything about it. Everything. Each and every conceivable plot point, character, line that is said everything. So it has
1: it's nothing to do with Mickey Mouse? No. That, that was where my mind went.
2: Yes. Persona 4 has not been demousified. <laughs> I probably made
4: that word off. <laughs> this was an amazing decision.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, well, we haven't heard from you in a long time, uh, but then I saw you yeah, on, so I decided
2: to... I've, I've seen you on and off on Skype, and I'm just going... I guess the podcast has been going along pretty well without me. Um, one of these days, I'll be online and suddenly Skype call, and what do you know? Yeah. It happens.
0: Hooray! Yeah, we haven't had a uh, a guest in quite a while, and uh, yeah, we were we were discussing our number one. Well, I, I guess we can continue with the the list, but basically, we had trouble talking about one of our well, the number one. One. So. <laughs> one of. Yeah. Well. Most. We,
2: we were. We have. We have the list of top ten. We were able to talk about at, at any length, maybe three. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, number eight, Mass Effect 3. Uh, number seven, Xenoblade Chronicles. Number six, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. Number five, Hatoful Full Boyfriend. Um, number four, Borderlands 2. Number three, Kid Icarus Uprising. Mm-hmm. Number two, The Walking Dead. And number one, Journey. Ooh! Oh. Have you played Journey? I have seen a lot of footage of Jenny, so I can understand that it's at the top. Yeah, hey, also um, like awesome long scarf trailing through the desert, all that kind of awesome stuff. Yeah. You,
0: can can you can you say a few words about your impressions of it? It looks incredibly open. Hey, well, we have a very limited understanding of what happens in the game. Yeah,
1: what does that mean? Open, like
0: I look like, at it and I just go.
1: Willing to is give it... you a hug when you're feeling lonely or not? <laughs> I yeah, think. it's always there to talk well, to you. It's... Well, uh, I I look at
2: footage of the game and I just think it's like the game is asking you to go wherever you like and hope you find something. It's basically like here, you can go wherever you want. Have fun. I think <laughs> <laughs> my understanding of it is very limited, but it looks it looks fairly yeah. I think open is really the only word I can come up with. It
1: just looks like. So it's just big and empty and nothing's in the middle. Possibly? I probably should really research this a <laughs> little better.
0: Do you, do you know anything about the multiplayer? Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking a bit about well, that. Well, I now know that it exists,
2: so it's got that. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I, I keep hearing hmm. people talk about the multiplayer, but I don't really know what about it. Sets it apart. Hmm.
2: Well, that's it. I I think the idea is um, just the idea of trying to work together to solve a problem with this other person whom you've never met, who you will likely never see again in your life, uh, and having to do that without actually being able to communicate with them in any uh, typical way. I think uh, people find that very interesting. The online multiplayer of Ratchet and and Clank All for One is anything to go by? That's not going to go well. (laughs) Yeah, trying to play Ratchet and Clank online. Yeah, well, some random person will join your game and then just jump out in the middle of a boss fight. <laughs> that that really helps. Uh, Sax, dude, have you um, any games from 2012 you want to talk about? Uh, about a third of the way through the list, so I'm still having a squeeze.
3: I played Brave Temple Run for the iPad. You that? Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I couldn't. I couldn't convince myself to pay 99 cents for that.
3: I had a gift card. I was just like, well, I have like. I don't know, $2 left, I might as well. So, yeah. Alright, uh, tell us about Just, it. Um,
4: the best way to go into a situation, I might as well.
3: Yeah, but it, it's a lot easier, at least it seems a lot easier than the original Temple Run, mm-hmm. and um, what else?
0: Is it based on the hit movie They're, Brave?
3: Believe it or not, yes. Is it? Oh, okay. It's sold by Disney.
1: Wait, <laughs> Paul and I going to argue about this at one point whether or not Brave is a good movie. This is a video. But, game, um,
3: but... <laughs> what else can I say about it? And...
1: Yeah. Uh, what,
2: well, can you uh, tell me what the gameplay yeah. of uh, Temple Run is? That's pretty much all is. I can
3: say. Well, in Temple Run, it's basically just a game where you where you're trying to get away from evil demon monkeys who are chasing you um, because you because <laughs> you've stolen an artifact or whatever. What you do? It's it's um, an iOS game. You just tilt the. Um, Apple products, <laughs> I guess. Um, you tilt it to the sides um, to veer to different um, different sides of the path. You have to slide um, on the screen to go to the right or to the left. You have to um, swipe your finger like up. Like that
1: upwards to the dock and swime, swipe yeah. upward in order to jump. Whoa, I just opened Temple Run on my iOS right now. Temple Run 2 is out now.
3: Yeah, my sister got that one too
1: with waterfalls, zip lines, mine carts and mega monkey.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that one is pretty good.
1: But it's no brave Temple Run?
3: It's no brave Temple Run. <laughs> Cuz it's brave. I love Brave
1: games of Temple Run, which is a bit too many. It is. Um no, my question about Brave. I thought the only new mechanic was that you can shoot at archery targets.
3: There's Other that
1: Other than that, it's sort of like the exact same thing as Temple Run.
3: Pretty much. And there's one more where you can... um, There's a power-up that changes the setting, and it just gets darker, and there are Will-O'-The-Wisps everywhere, and um, you just collect them, and then it goes back to the regular scenery. And then in the corner, it might have a little Will-O'-The-Wisp icon. If you click on that, it makes everything go slower. That's cool. It's not that... I don't really like that mechanic so much, because... I've gotten so used to going really fast, and then slowing it down just makes me lose.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say, one of the techniques people use is when the game goes too fast, you will, like, purposely run into a wall just to tr- just to slow your character down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a strategy. Because if you run into a wall twice, the, uh, the evil demon monkeys get you, but if you run into a wall once, you're okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh...
0: I've never played this game, so I don't know what it looks like. But there was a game Cannibalt.
1: Cannibalt? Isn't that what Al is? A cannibolt?
0: Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> yes. Actual yep. cannibal, Shia LaBeouf?
1: Richard Moranus. What? What? Wait, what are we talking about? Okay,
0: there was oh. there was a games of
2: 2012. <laughs> uh, never who? Are, why have you? Why, who just accused uh, Rick Moranis of
1: being a cannibal? <laughs> and I why? What? <laughs> no, Daddy brought up Shia LaBeouf, so I brought up Rick. What's his oh, name? Rick Moranis.
0: Rick Moranis. The
1: yeah, there we go. Star well, of Can't Think of One, without Thinking Love of the Rick
0: Other. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk
1: the Kids. Great. What has he been in recently? Honey, though? I Shrunk the I Kids. Thought the Who most recent was, was The Cats and Dogs Two, which did not fare very well. well. I don't think we should get into this. Last time we talked about
2: Rick Moranis on the podcast, we got really angry comments about it. <laughs> He'd he of being lazy because he did not uh, participate in the Ghostbusters video game, and there oh, were some yeah. really really staunch uh, Rick Moranis defenders.
3: <laughs> I would well, just I like wasn't... to make the comment that yeah. I love Rick Moranis. He's wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's great. So right. <laughs> no,
3: no, not like that, no.
1: I think he's the only character in Spaceballs who is legitimately funny. <laughs>
3: oh,
1: oh. That's right, I went there. <laughs> okay, so
2: Spaceballs so, uh, is a
1: horrible... Yeah, so does
2: anyone else have a game from 2012 they'd like to talk about? Well, I've had a look back through the list now, and apart from the aforementioned two Doctor Who games I saw, which were probably the only thing on the first page that actually took my interest, um, let's see, what do we have here? Sonic 4 Episode 2, fairly okay better than the first episode, but the ending was awful. Because it wasn't an ending. It just went, okay, Doctor Eggman's been defeated, but the Death Egg's still there. So it hasn't blown up. So technically he still hasn't lost. So well, it's did just the so we can have another end? game. Yeah, apparently. Episode 3 better be decent or else that whole game just didn't happen.
0: Um, Wasn't well, they right? about,
2: like... Just like
4: Sonic Chronicles was supposed to have another game.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's the only game where, canonically, Knuckles actually has a relationship with someone who's not already dead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wait,
1: wait, 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 what? He dates dead people in the other games? Is that oh, what I'm hearing? People keep on
2: pairing up Sonic characters and then they go, Oh, this
1: character's paired
2: with that character, blah, 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 blah. What about Knuckles? All of the people he's been paired with are either in the comics or people who aren't actually alive, but they're there because they're echidnas. I don't know. Kidness. What? What? <laughs> Uh so so here's a uh, related headline I found online uh Sonic Team has no plans for Sonic 4 episode 3. <laughs>
3: oh.
2: As of Sonic March. There you go. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like like when did episode two come out? Came come out because this sounds like like right after it came out they said mm, nah, it's probably not happening. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Episode three, I honestly think needs to happen one so we can have proper lock on two so the game can actually be complete. Yes. <laughs> and three so you can actually play as tails by himself or Sonic by himself in regular levels because the whole team mechanic while it's nice it doesn't really allow you to play the game normally as Sonic. And speed boosters everywhere. When was that released? Ah, oh, May 15th. Okay. Well, wait, it came out uh, in May, but in March they already knew where... <laughs> nope, it's not happening. That's Jeez. it. I mean, that's, <laughs> we that's when this, uh, article's <laughs> dated, March 13th. <laughs> Don't say it'll be a success until after it's been released. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're saying it's going to be a failure before... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
4: happening sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Hilarious. Usually
4: not that many months before.
2: Square <laughs> Enix would just take the hint and not make Final Fantasy XIII 3.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: games of 2012. Um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, uh, bad box art Mega Man What on Earth, Street Fighter Cross Mega Man, good idea but needed a password system, oh hey, it's got that now, excellent. And that's about it from me. 2012, quite a year in video games. Most of
0: which we can't even think of.
1: <laughs> uh, Paul, Inappropriate Llama Disaster.
2: Yes, that was a an excellent uh, 2012 release. Oh,
0: so, okay, were there any games that were nominated but not voted for?
2: Uh, not voted for at all? Because yeah. uh, oh, there were a, lot, well, there were a of games
1: lot nominated.
2: There were a lot for Game of the Year, but that's just because of the, the terrible, terrible way I set up that category, uh, which I will not be doing again. I think
1: it was terrible. I think the terrible part was um, Cherry Tree High Comedy Club, which I nominated for a Best PC Game. That was a pay nomination. It wasn't like a real nomination. I just felt <laughs> bad for the game. <laughs> and then Ball, I think Paul's like, me. well, Michael really loves this game. And then you put it on the yep. nominations yep. list for Game of the Year. Oh. <laughs> it's like, appreciate- no, I didn't actually like the game. <laughs> he was
2: just feeling sorry for it. I, I did appreciate, Michael, and I, I, this is probably confidential information, but your your number one game of the year choice was The Grunt's Beard of Bees.
4: <laughs> yes. How funny,
2: how funny, if I search, um, Inappropriate Llama Disaster, that game comes off. <laughs> <laughs> how does that even work? Um, sorry. sorry, I mean, there were a lot of games for Game of the Year that didn't get votes just because I included so many games on the list, um... Other than that, I think actually, like for the for the big categories, pretty much everything got votes. Um, for best PC game, PlanetSide Two and Super Monday Night Combat were both nominated, but nobody liked them enough to actually vote for them. It's uh, about it, actually. No. Hmm.
1: Okay, so I mean, I'm looking it up here. Rick Moranis has not been um, acting in anything since 1997. Since then, he just did voice work.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, he must have retired from like on-screen acting, or nobody's giving him many job offers which i find hard to believe
3: yeah a <laughs> yeah, uh, couple
1: of, couple other random games from 2012 that i enjoyed
2: are diabolical pitch which is a connect game where you're uh, a very famous baseball player on the verge of retirement sent to a hell dimension to throw baseballs at demons <laughs> <laughs> um that was really awesome that was one of my favorite games of the year uh, the other one is an ios game called uh space team that only came out in like december i think um it's a multiplayer-only game, and you have to play with people in the same room as you, but you all have to have your own iDevices. Mm. Um, and basically, there's like a control panel in front of you, and words scrolling at the top. And, and it's basically like like space techno babble. So it'll say like engage hyper thruster, and either if you have the hyper thruster, you have to push the button, and if you don't, you have to shout the command to your your friend so they do it instead. Wow. So it's basically just this complete string of madness and nonsense being shouted at one another until you pass the level. Interesting. It's a lot more fun than I'm making it sound like. Mm. Space cases? Uh, (laughs) Space team.
1: Cool. Wasn't there somebody with, like, rainbow-colored hair?
0: Yeah, and then she
2: later went on to Star and
0: Firefly. I was gonna say.
1: Cool. (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say she later went on to Star as Rainbow Dash and My Little Pony, but, no. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not have any sense of continuity. Lose
2: connection, but entirely possible.
1: They both have rainbow hair. How is that a loose connection? <laughs> How many other characters are there with rainbow hair? Is it that common?
0: Maybe. Sure. I had green and purple
1: hair at one point. Close. That's yeah, not rainbow. I mean, we Close. have all the colors of the uh, rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Jetty, do you have any reader mail for us? Uh,
0: we do. We've actually, uh, because of the live cast and such, uh, have been putting off reader mail for quite some time. We have a backlog going all the way into the beginning of December. So...
1: You yeah. Oh, so, uh, just take better than bad. It's good. <laughs> it's Let's log. take one of
0: them today. Okay, so uh we're going to do some catching up. Uh from December 2nd, 2012, we get an email from Aubrey Peabody. Podcast topic: Adventure games. Ooh. Yeah. Hey Game Cola crew. It's been a while since I've commented on a Game Cola article or listened to a podcast. I have some catching up to do. Anyway, I wanted to ask a question. What are some good first-person adventure games, preferably for PC? I've really been missing those old point-and-click adventure games with choppy animations, eerie music, and weird voice acting. Like the older Nancy Drew games or older CSI games. I actually sort of like the newer versions of those games less, just because they all seem so much smoother. Anyway, any suggestions? Thanks, Aubrey.
1: So why does this person hate third-person adventure games?
0: Because they're boring.
1: Well, I'm oh, a okay. kind of Aww.
0: King's Quest, I guess.
1: <laughs> Personally, I'm kind of racist against first-person <laughs> <laughs> adventure games. Well... What about second-person adventure second games, person's then? Second-person's
0: fine. Wait, that's great. How, do you, uh, like, how would that even... Like you your do, own adventure
1: do, book.
2: Yeah, but what? how would you play... If it was second-person, that would be like, you're a person in it, but you're not the main character, but you're watching the main character move around and controlling them despite the fact that you're a different...
0: What? <laughs> that's... Well, that's actually... <gasps> What's going book. on? So wait, so, so you're that's... playing Lifeline?
2: <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Aubrey, I would like to recommend to you Lifeline for the PlayStation 2
1: no no okay and i will recommend um strange loves vampire boyfriends which was a second person game that was released last year (laughs) you didn't want second person games (laughs) oh okay never mind Uh, that's not an adventure game though they
0: wanted new old school first
2: person first person yeah specifically i can only think of third person like king's quest or mechinarium so it's yeah i'm lost on that (laughs)
1: Um, the, the only
2: first-person adventure story. games...
1: Dream Chronicles, Dream Chronicles 2. Well, I mean, like,
2: uh, if, we, if we go into, like, hidden object games, I mean, they're all first-person.
1: Yeah, but that's yeah, kind of different. I mean, it's not really a yeah. hidden object, it's but that's a big, big Slash adventure.
4: The only first-person adventure-type games I've ever come across are, like, crappy Slash ones, mm-hmm. like, on your free video game website, whatever. That you come across and they're like. Yeah,
2: like GameCola.com. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there, don't give them traffic.
0: So, so, what were our suggestions? Do we actually have any real ones?
2: Uh, I don't, I actually don't have any. Mr. Adventure Game, I got nothing. Oh. Oh,
1: uh, it was Dream Chronicles, because that's a first-person adventure game. Or Azada. Or actually, Drawn. Drawn. The Drawn series. That, that's a good one, but I think the Aubrey would have problems with it, because it does have smooth animation. Mm. Okay, question. What about a game such as, like, Age of Enigma, Secret of the Seventh Ghost, where... um. It's first person most of the time, but during all the cutscenes, it's third person.
2: I think that's, that that counts. I think that would be okay. Okay,
1: then uh, I would recommend I could that. It's in
0: Aubrey's mouth. All right, so should we should we go on to the next one then?
2: Yeah. Sorry, Aubrey. All
0: right. uh, <laughs> so we got an email from Anna. Hi. It <laughs> uh, says, "I remember cables. I just never had one because I had no friends when I was that young. Sad face." <laughs> Anyway, question time. Did you ask for games for Christmas? If so, <laughs> did you get them? That is all. So Anna, did you get any games for Christmas?
3: I did in fact get games for Christmas. I got Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, and I bought the first two Monkey Island games for the iPad.
1: Oh, horrible decision, there, Anna. No, We're no, not no I like discussion. them. I like bad them. decision. Bad, it was bad,
3: a good, bad. It was a good decision. Hush.
1: <laughs> now uh to give
0: some uh Contest. yes thank you uh to the cables thing uh i think we were having a discussion about using uh, the
3: game boy yeah
0: the game boy with game the link cable versus yeah. using the infrared or using wi-fi or whatever yeah so for those who i used to have cables i still have mine
4: I for both the game boy still. color
0: and the
2: game boy advance which is fairly amazing yeah
4: I I probably still have it somewhere, but I have no idea what happened to it. I got the action replays with my Fire Red, and my brother got his with his Leaf Green, and we abandoned our link cables forever. Oh, oh wow.
1: <laughs> okay, well, uh, I mean, have they made a Legends of the Hidden Temple game for the Wii yet? Oh,
0: man. Dude, they should. They should, like, you should move the Wii mote to try to stack the, uh, the Silver Monkey. Silver
1: Monkey,
2: <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we are not answering Anna's <laughs> question
1: here. Like, <laughs>
0: but
2: that's
1: what I asked for for Christmas. That's what you asked for. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> My apologies. The gift we only hope is realized before Christmas. <laughs> yes. Well, he's asking a designer to create that game. Oh man. Jetty. Yes, me. I should. So, that's a game yeah. I should make. Okay.
2: You could probably buy the license for like a
1: dollar. <laughs> Nickelodeon's not doing anything with it.
0: Hey, next next Um, email.
1: I mean, what is is Kirk Fogg doing? Can we get him on the podcast, Jetty? Probably. So, um, okay, put that on your list of notes for people to try to woo. Rick Moranis, Kirk (laughs) Fogg. Are these all going to be in Jetty's FMV game that he's working on? (laughs) You know, I think if you could get Rick Moranis and Kirk Fogg in his FMV game, I think that would be good. Yeah. No, but wait, though, because I thought
2: cool. all of the uh, candidates for, for dating, they were all jetty. So uh, how do we work Rick Moranis? Like, is Rick Moranis the main character? Rick Moranis is the wingman. He's, yeah. the, he's
0: the jetty with a different voice. Well, see. And then uh, Kirk Fogg could be, uh, like, my rival. Or like, like the bad guy.
2: I love this game.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, it's so, starting to sound like Harvest Moon, but everyone is the same character.
1: <laughs> well, isn't that how Harvest Moon always works? <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, next next email.
1: I, I did mm. not get to talk about the
2: games I got for Christmas. No, oh
0: oh, I'm sorry. What games did you get for the Christmas? Game. Did you? Ask?
2: Um, I <laughs> I got the two Mario 3ds games, and I got Zero Escape. Oh. The Mario games were awesome.
0: Okay, so did anyone else get games for Christmas? Because I didn't. Wait.
1: wait. You didn't get Sticker Star, did you? No, I did not. I got Sticker Star, and um, can I complain about this game, or would that just take time?
2: Everyone's entitled to an opinion, so I can always by cut it out. If-
1: it's an RPG game, and they got rid of everything that makes RPGs good, so... Oh
0: yeah, I think you complained about. There are before. no
1: members. There, there are no members in your party, and you have no experience points. Yeah, that's right. You don't gain levels. Yeah, you told me oh. about this. And in every yeah, single not... battle, there's no attack button. You have to use an item. Oh.
3: Weird. Yeah, that's not RPG uh, anymore.
1: You can't defend. It's like, well, you know, say you can't damage the enemy. Well, you have to waste your item on him because you can't defend.
2: Huh. See, what I find strange about this is with the Wii Paper Mario, they already, like, they perfected the, the Mario RPG by taking the RPG out, like, completely. Like, there's no comp. Like, you just jump on things. That was great. It was just <laughs> like a platformer with, with stories. Like-
4: and then they added, like, little RPG elements into it. Hmm. And then Sticker Star I I have sharing some of Michael's sense It's it's like like how Super Paper Mario is um, Sort of Mario with RPG Elements, Sticker Star is like RPG Mario without the RPG Elements (laughs) So it's still got the framework of like the battles And stuff, but in terms of actual Like, I was going, I was like Battling all the enemies and then like You know, half an hour later I'm like What am I gaining from this? Yeah, I, uh, I'm I eventually coins. got to the point where I skip every
1: every random encounter because all that happens is you lose your items
4: mm-hmm. and you get and coins, HP. which you would just use to buy more items.
3: Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah,
4: because you get health boost as you go along
2: in the overworld, not through actual experience. So I there mean, is no yeah. leveling up. It's just hey,
4: find things. It's just as you play the game, the game randomly decides. Here you go, have this. And it's not like you're ever really hard pressed for coins because. You get, like, a hundred of them every time you beat a level, and the levels are pretty short, especially if you're skipping all the enemies.
2: Thinking about it like that, honestly, I'm trying to compare it to something, and the best thing I can come up with is, it's like Zelda 2 if the mechanics were like Zelda 1. <laughs> That's the best comparison I can make. It's like Zelda 2 without the experience. Interesting. Oh. You find things. Yeah, I see what you're and, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, everything you do you don't get through experience, you get it through finding it, yeah. which is how Zelda 1 worked. But Zelda 2's got everything, you know, running around thinking it's an RPG, yeah. when in reality it kind of is and isn't at the same time.
0: Oh man, I liked, like, okay, Zelda 2 was one of my favorites. Like, I really liked Zelda 2. Oh,
1: I am Error. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was Error. You know,
1: I, I, I like Zelda 2. It's, it's a perfectly good game. But no, I, I was going to say, one of my problems with the Paper Mario Sticker Star is, well, you can only have, say, like, 20 items in your inventory. And so I, I constantly run up against, well, my inventory's full, but, you know, I want to get another item.
0: So, uh, mm. is it time... No
1: comment. <laughs> but yeah, I, next- I mean, it's like, well, I don't want to waste items. I think that's my problem.
0: I hate using things in RPGs. Like, they'll give you, like, an elixir or something that, like, recovers you fully. I'll never use it. <laughs> like, I'll get through the entire game and just have, like, 12 of them. You might need it later. Exactly, so why it's would I use it now? It's yeah. one of those emergency things you just accumulate that you only
2: use in the final boss fight. Yeah. And only because you ran out of magic. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, don't use it on the final boss, there might be a secret boss. Yes. Yeah,
2: it's true,
0: like,
4: yeah, know just he's going to gonna one come one
2: back again. Game. There could be six more bosses coming up. Yeah,
0: like, he could come back bigger and red.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, or he could look like a oh giant... Oh, yeah. Great colors of doom. <laughs> That's another problem with Paper Mario Sticker Star. I think the boss battles are kind of weird, crazy, because it's just like a normal battle, except, well, you have an enemy which has, like, 300 hit points rather than an enemy with 20.
4: And you're just supposed to, you know, use one of the powerful stickers that they give you. Yeah. It's just like, use one of those. Don't use strategy, just use one of those.
1: Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm stuck on the second boss of the game. I don't think I'll ever be able to finish. The one in the uh, Yoshi world, or whatever you call it.
0: So is it time for the next email? Probably. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Carlarkson sends in, food for thought, or maybe just a snack for mm,
1: thought. food. Oh.
0: Yes, yeah, so maybe just a snack for thought. If this turns out to be a stupid, pointless question, I apologize. But who do you think would win in a court battle? Phoenix Wright or Carson Drew
1: Ooh. Carson Drew being um, Nancy Drew's father oh. he oh, is you. a prosecutor and he's apparently a pretty good
3: lawyer yeah yeah that's a good question
1: <laughs> Yeah, but his, his
3: <laughs> actually rival... that's a really good
1: question. <laughs> Carson Drew has an established rival and it's not Phoenix Wright so huh
2: I just uh, did a quick Google search for uh, Phoenix Wright Carson Drew in case this has come up in fan fiction before. Uh, one of the top responses was Michael's blog.
1: Oh, <laughs> please visit my blog. Yes. I, I would say it depends on which version of um, Carson Drew. I mean, just yeah. like anything else, because because um, there have been like four different Nancy Drew series, and in some versions he's super awesome, and in other versions he's a piano sort of bum. Like the PC games, he's completely absent.
0: Yeah, he's a piano bum
4: who all of his friends left him and has a mm-hmm. beard. Plays piano. Also, the case might play a factor. I don't know. His cases might not be that important in court.
1: I think Carson Drew could. Well, (laughs) Well, Carson prepares for his cases. cases. Bad guys cheat. Mm. Would Carson Drew cheat? (laughs) I don't think he (laughs) cheats because his daughter Nancy always gets the right criminal. Well, that's it then. I mean,
2: if he's not willing to cheat, then he's not going to win, bottom line.
1: Oh! How many times has somebody defeated Phoenix by cheating, you know, besides for the one, one that got him yes. fired and turned well, that's him that's into
2: a saying. bomb? That's the only time he's been defeated, period. Yeah, but... That we know of.
0: Well, but unless you I, lose I don't
2: the think game. Like, I guess they, they probably don't make uh, games about the cases that he loses, also. <laughs> probably about a handful of those times he also probably forgot how to, you know, juror a case, like, at the start <laughs> of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably done it more than once, I'm sure quick blow to the noggin, and oh boy, we've been down this route
1: before. (laughs) Does it really count as cheating when Phoenix got fired? Because Clavier wasn't intentionally doing that. Yeah, but, I mean, they were using fabricated evidence. I mean, his brother set him up so he would catch Phoenix and get Phoenix fired.
2: Well, okay, bottom line, the only reason he lost was because there was cheating involved. If if, Mm -hmm. if Carson Drew has some unseemly friends... Uh, who would who would cheat on his behalf, maybe, or some sort of associate that would plant some false admits. And, Unseemly you know, rapscallions. <laughs> yes, those darn hardy boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yikes. But Carson's is oh. on good terms with the hardy boys, so, yeah. <laughs> all of my fancy Drew's age.
0: All right, so uh, that was all of the uh, fan mail that we got, so uh, do we want to do some housekeeping?
2: Oh, sure, why not? Uh, All right, (laughs) I want, I have a to-do list for everyone who is listening to this podcast at home. First, I want everyone to follow us on Twitter. What's our Twitter address?
0: At GameCola. No, GC.net,
2: right? No, no. no. Jetty, Jetty, Jetty had it right. right, Turn
0: it! (laughs) You're thinking of the YouTube channel.
2: YouTube channel, GC.net, the letters GC, and the words dot and net. Yes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also find us on iTunes if you're not listening there already. Subscribe, rate us, rate us high. If you don't like us, we're not on iTunes.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: So check out our actual internet website, gamecola.net. Have, have uh, we
0: actually gotten a, a rating or a review on iTunes? Not in month? like
2: six months, no. <laughs> uh, so anyone uh, who's listening right now, if you have not yet rated the podcast, uh, you now have to.
0: It That's is your it. mission. You,
2: it is your mission. Uh, you are not allowed to listen to another podcast until you rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Review us would also be nice, uh, but at least rate us. I We've done so much for you. I know. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, check out our website gamecola.net uh, also if you'd like to send us a letter have us uh, discuss something that is of interest to you on the podcast yeah. email us at podcast at gamecola.net uh, finally one last bit of housekeeping if you'd like to appear on the podcast itself like our friend Sax Dude did today uh, just friend uh, Alex-Jed on Skype and if you ever see him online bug him because he's probably podcasting
0: yeah more than likely
2: or starring on um, you know Ghost Trick. Yeah, that or as long just as uh if you're on uh Jetty's friends list then we might just randomly call you and bring you into the show. Completely uh mm. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yup.
0: <laughs> thank you everyone this for being all here. All friends in my place. <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh Zach's dude. Yes. Uh, no thank you for being here. Uh, Bye. Yes. Bye. Ah. I'm paying attention. Whoops. <laughs> yes. Bye everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: This is over. Boing. This
2: program brought to you by the Eagle Hand Laundry. If your Eagle's hands are dirty, well, wash them clean. Why did I use that Daffy Duck line of all of them?
3: Brought to you by Truth or Ah <laughs>